Scooby-Doo month for us. Woo! We're checking out Scooby-Doo <laughs> movies, and this is our part one Jinkies. on Jinkies. Scooby-Doo. So grab your glasses, hop in the mystery machine. Oh, get your Scooby snacks. Oh, yes. go, oh, oh yeah, you got to get your snacks. Scooby snacks, definitely. As we weed. dive into Scooby-Doo on Zombie Island and Scooby-Doo... Witches Island. Witches Curse. Witches Ghost. Witches Ghost. Witches Ghost. Wait, no, we got to do this. No, no, that's fine. That's fine. We'll keep it. It's so hard to name these movies because there's like 40 something animated movies that they've made for Scooby Doo like throughout the years. And these are the first ones that were made, the first, like first and second. So I'm Mitch, by the way. Oh, I'm Hummer. Fuck. Hi, I'm just. Shut up. Hi, I'm Justine. <laughs> I'm Jonathan. We're all drunk. No, we're not. Yeah, right. It's middle- we're doing yeah. some day drinking, you know. Yeah, day drinking. Yeah, it is the middle of the day. We are recording. This is weird. There's sunlight it out. It is a little weird. Yeah, we're yeah. used to recording at night, so it kind of feels a little odd. Yeah, throwing off my game. <laughs> Sorry. It's but my fault. <laughs> these were the first in the series of a straight-to-DVD Scooby-Doo movies in the 90s. Yeah, which is much, much later than when Scooby-Doo originally came out. Then we're talking about the cartoon, like, TV series that they had. Yeah, not the <laughs> not the live action from James Gunn. <laughs> what year did the original Scooby-Doo cartoon come out? 69, and it only aired for one year. I think Mitch was telling us more details about it. Yeah, yeah, no, they did it for ni- 69 to 1970 was the original works of Scooby-Doo. 17 then- episodes. Yeah. That's it. That's yeah. what the original was. Yeah. Oh, so you can binge that shit no problem. Yeah, oh, yeah. but what happened is after that first uh, season came out, it was like a hit. Like it was the best cartoon to be released like ever during that time. And so they got so much popularity that they started making reboots, other parts. They made like Scrappy Doo. Yeah, not dude, long after that, dude. and then they showed like a like a younger version of them, and then Scooby Doo, or, or I'm sorry, Scooby Doo, Shaggy, and Scrappy go off on their own and have their own set of movies. Totally forgot about this shit. <laughs> so they just they kept it going, and then throughout the mm-hmm. next like decades, they would make tons of animated movies. And then but, I think the yeah. most recent series that came out yeah. was What's New Scooby Doo. Yeah, What's New Scooby Doo, which came out with the famous song from. Uh, um, wow, for Simple the Plan? Yeah, some yeah. Simple Plan who made the music for it. Damn. But also, they just made another animated movie last year. Yeah. Yeah. With mm-hmm. Courage the Cowardly Dog. Oh, what? Really? Yeah, the most recent animated film is Scooby-Doo and Courage the Cowardly Dog crossover. Oh, I- I'm all I need about to watch this. it. I still haven't watched it yet. They just did like another live-action Scooby-Doo also. They did, which is weird. Or a pub called Scooby-Doo or something. 
Uh, they made it like a like a Riverdale type show where it's live action, but but really the bad. Do- <laughs> the, the, the dog, the dog is CGI. Wait, is the dog CGI? I think so. Yeah. Oh, no. Uh, I remember it being odd. I watched like one episode of it. I was like, I can't do it. I'm gonna hit you with some nostalgia though. Yes. It's the the ghoul, like the ghoul university. That was great. That's like oh. one of my favorite ones. When Shaggy was like in his red shirt. Yeah. The yeah, only time he had a phase. different outfit. Yeah. <laughs> they like go to like, oh no, it's the ghoul school. Yeah. My bad. He's like, he's like in a race too. Yeah. Yeah. It's when they like, they beat all the uh, like famous <laughs> monsters as like little girls at a, at a boarding school. Isn't it their kids? It's their kids. Yeah. yeah. It's yeah. so yeah, yeah. wholesome. But great. it's like one of the best, best oh, movies. Wait, I remember, I think I first watched that in like preschool. Yeah. You right. probably watched it really young. Oh, <laughs> there was also the Booze Brothers. That's great. <laughs> oh, <yeah. laughs> there were like three bigger ghosts that had accents and they, they had, they had their yes. caps all Holy backwards. Holy shit, I remember this. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> a flashback. It's great stuff. We got we got to mention that this was created by uh, Hanna Barbera. They basically made every cartoon in like the 60s yeah, and 70s. Yeah, think of like the Jetsons as well. Josie and the Pussycats. Yep. <laughs> um, I, I'm Fred Flintstone. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> all kinds of shit. Yeah. yeah, this is the kind of shit that you can only find now on Boomerang. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> because but that was the thing. They had to make Boomerang. Yeah, yeah. because the shows just got really old. <laughs> These are cartoons from the 60s and 70s, and at some point they fell out of popularity. So they went to like a secondary channel for Cartoon Network, and then eventually got to Boomerang, and now you have to have like pay cable television to watch them. Yeah, if you are a kid from the 90s, then you will know that you you could watch Scooby-Doo on Cartoon Network during that special period in right. time, which is like four or five years. But Just then constant reruns. You got to see every episode multiple times. Yeah. Like there's, there's Geronimo. I totally <laughs> forgot about that one. Oh, there's the the fucking oh the sea God. man with the giant fucking. <laughs> oh, there's so many good ones. Um, but I remember I had to go to my dad and be like, "Hey, Dad, can we get Boomerang?" <laughs> and yeah, so at some point that was they stopped funny. showing it on uh, Cartoon Network. Right, and I had to have my fix. I was like a fucking kid junkie. They kept making they kept making animated films pretty much all the way through. The ones we're talking about today, the first four, including these two, were made by the same director. And so that's probably why they're the best and they have the most consistency. Because after that they changed directors and then they went to shit. And there's the whole like like twenty to thirty of them that are just awful. I and mean, they they're, they're like 20 minute a episodes gems in there, but a lot of them. Right. Mm. Kind of random. And then um, and then they eventually got to their live action movies. At this point in their career, everyone knows what Scooby-Doo is. So they play with the tropes that everyone knows and like questions them from yeah. the original series. Yeah. What was really interesting about these movies is like all the Scooby-Doo shows had a certain format. You know, all mm-hmm. the monsters are really just people in rubber masks. Yeah. But in this case of the movies, there were actual monsters. Yeah. Included as well as people in rubber masks. I think this yeah. is why they were so successful because they were actually getting into moments where they're having these real horror things come to life and change the way that your format was like mm-hmm. you mentioned. So you, you definitely had the villain getting unmasked at the end of every episode. And their, their whole point was to be like, ah, oh, the villains are all of the people, not these right. monsters. They make these monsters and they're making it's all that social commentary. And so once these movies came out, they realized that some of these things like were real. And so this is when they had to deal with something different. It was a more adult take. <laughs> like, yeah, in the case of Zombie Island, for right. the first movie that we're going to be talking about, they go down to the south, oh, to this yeah. little bayou town. I think they actually went to New Orleans, but yeah. they went out to the bayou to uh, 
plantation. Yeah, they end up on a plantation where they're growing chili peppers. Yeah. (laughs) And the women that run the plantation happen to be immortal witches essentially that Weren't turned they like into cat, cat ladies monsters Furs. yeah so i guess <laughs> how that went Furs, down is they yeah. sold their soul to some sort of deity yeah. and then like were granted god. immortality but they are also become cat people during a full moon and they, they gotta have like to kill people yeah and absorb their life force which is pretty dope actually. which is pretty fucking dark for a scooby-doo it episode. is very dark they have like civil war ghosts too that are yeah. like stuck on the plantation because they were killed so fun fact there's a show from hannah Barbara. it was called swat cats i think and there was an episode that actually ended up getting scrapped where the concept was really similar to this and mm. The animators and writers that worked on that show also now work on Scooby-Doo, and so Ooh, they brought that episode into their movie this time. Now, I will say this. like The the writing on this is really well done. Yeah. Like, I, there were general moments where I laughed really It was hard. believable, too, for like how they interact with each other. Like They've obviously been a team for a long time but and are, are really good friends. You see character development for also. the first time with these characters. <laughs> oh, yeah, huh? Like Fred, Fred is is spawning like a a new kind of just he's more of a support role for Daphne rather than saving her all the time. Yeah, she's more yeah. like business oriented. She's like, fighting back now. She got moves. Yeah, all she of got a moves. That was done on purpose. Yeah. I was reading articles about it, and they wanted to change the view that people had on Daphne because for a long time she was the damsel in distress. And they were like, no, we need to change up her style. So that's why she is, they all have different clothes. Right. So she has a, uh, she's gone into like her own career and is successful mm-hmm. at it. And so the, she's the main driving force for why they go there in the first place. She's like, I got to get a story out of it. Mm-hmm. And so they, they did that purposefully. Her and Velma both are like really integral to the story because they probably find out the most of yeah. all of the characters. The other dudes are just sort of there for support. <laughs> but honestly, if the girls weren't there, they would never yeah. get anything done. It'd just be two yeah. like himbos running around. <laughs> Himbo Island? Himbo it would just Island. be Shaggy and Scooby eating and then yeah, Fred just exactly. being like, huh, Fred, like, we should split up. Over here? Well, let's split up, gang. And then he just takes Daphne every time. <laughs> what like, a simp. Yeah, honestly, I love the uh, the new cartoon uh, like conspiracy theory where they think that Velma and Daphne are a couple. I love that. Because they, they often trade clothes in the new cartoon. Oh. And so they're just like, how could they possibly be doing this? Like, they would go to, like, sleep in the same room, and then in the next morning, they're, like, switched clothes. And so people are like, they're totally having sex. What the hell? Uh. <laughs> but, like, they can't do it explicitly, so this is how they're doing it. I'm the biggest Velma stan in this movie. <laughs> yes. I 100% support whatever she does. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> I loved too when they had the uh, the crossovers with other shows when they did it with like Johnny Bravo. Oh, oh yeah, and Bravo. and Velma and Johnny Bravo are interested in each other, which yeah, is hilarious. So fucking great because <laughs> they both have their glasses. How's it going, baby? <laughs> <laughs> you want to meet my mama? Oh my god! <laughs> I mean, both of these movies actually present real danger also. to them. Yeah. Which is one of like the big. This is like what you guys were talking about with all the adult themes and stuff. And there's blood on the sword. They totally yeah. could have yeah. died during these movies. Yeah, yeah no, definitely. <laughs> I, they did do like the soft take though, where the zombies were actually just trying to warn them. Right. Yeah. And then, like, they weren't gonna eat him. <laughs> oh, okay. One of the darkest things though is when they're explaining the origin story of why they become cats and shit. Yeah, yeah that's pretty. And they up. talk about like putting all the people like running into the, the, the bayou yeah. and they just have a swarm of crocodiles just go at them. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, Oh my that God. That was, that was some heavy shit for a Scooby-Doo 
movie. I was like, oh, so they just all got mauled by crocodile. (laughs) That's always the cool thing about these sort of like iconic cartoons is that typically when you're a kid watching TV, it's like the family TV. So everybody watches it with you. And oftentimes that means your parents are going to be watching cartoons with you. So it's cool that they have something that appeals both to children and also has certain themes that can appeal to adults as well. Yep. Right. I'm I'm rewatching the original He-Man series. Fucking great. And I, I, I'll be honest, my phone is on most of the time that I'm watching it. It's just very good background yeah. stuff. But like every now and then I'm like, ooh, the action's so cheesy. I love it. I feel like I did that with Thundercats. Yeah. <laughs> it's the same thing. The same shit. But the thing is, I watched... Like the new series, yeah. They like updated. It I need to watch that for one. A, like a modern audiences, there's people that get cut down in that movie. <laughs> or a, well, a couple people do. Yeah. So it's like super more adult. Also, Henry Rollins plays Triclops. What the <laughs> fuck? Oh, I did not know that. That's hilarious. They had some interesting people for the voices for for all of these cartoons too. They they've consistently had the same people play all of the characters for the cartoons for like decades. Like and they Mark, only recently changed it. This in was new like one. was this prior? Mark Hamill's in Zombie Island. Yeah. Well, fucking um. God, who is he in that? Is he that beefcake dude? Yeah. He's the he's the he's the beefy furry. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> the beefy furry. <laughs> yeah. So he I I don't know. Is this prior to doing um Batman or was this after? Uh, fuck, I don't. I, I think Batman was like '94, right? Where he, where he is the Joker? Yeah, I think this is before. No, this, no, this is. This oh is wait, no, no, no. Yeah, it was after. <laughs> so, so Mark Hamill is also in the new He-Man Dude, series. He it does not surprise <laughs> me at all because he's been doing voice acting for such a long time. He knows he can make good money off of it. Yeah, and he's just that's how he sort of. Uh, kept like all of his money coming in because for a long while he hadn't been in any movies so they were like let's just go into voice acting right so it and it worked because he yeah. has a, he has a great voice for that kind of voice <laughs> skeletor acting. is great i love that voice. the name of the character he voices is snake bite scruggs scruggs snake bite scruggs well that's the, like the ca- crocodile dundee kind of guy gotcha yeah. <laughs> he's like i'm trying to get a big catfish <laughs> <laughs> And he has a he has a fucking hunting pig, yeah, which sounds so dope. It's real too. People actually do that shit. <laughs> I mean, isn't that like where your truffles are and stuff like that? Kind of, yeah. yeah you can do that. Yeah. They have very powerful noses and they can smell stuff that's underground, <laughs> like certain funguses. L- little oinkers. So, oh my yeah. god. So how okay? How do they beat the cat women though? I'm trying to remember. Uh, oh, they get a hold of their dolls. Yeah. Their voodoo dolls. Yeah, so they, they really have, like, straight-up voodoo dolls in this where they're, like, throwing it against the wall and stuff. They're, like, breaking their arms yeah. and shit. I was like, they oh. put it near the fire. Yeah. You can see them, like, I, melting. That Which is another cool. crazy way to die. Imagine yeah, getting what, melted what the alive. Fuck? <laughs> they Well, they, like, yeah, so they were they, they got they got their voodoo dolls away from them, but they also had to do the ritual by, like, midnight. Right, they had a time and, period. And so they basically just ran out the clock. They just survived yeah. them long enough that they melted and died. This is true. They technically speaking just waited it out. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this is like your worst case scenario. Like if you're playing fucking D&D and the, the thing had a timer you just survived long enough to get past it, which is really true. But that was sort of like, you didn't become aware of that time clock that they were on until like a little later in the film. So up until that point, there was kind of no rush. For them right. to do anything in the film, I really appreciate the film because it tries to be like old cheesy horror movie. Because there's like that right. one, t- they're filming the entire thing. Too. Yeah, so it kind of has like that Blair Witch feel. The <laughs> yeah, beginning. the found footage. Um, but the one thing I gotta say is this guy is a fucking like CIA agent at the end of the movie. He's <laughs> like, yeah, I'm FBI. Like, I, I I've been investigating for a while. 
Yeah, it doesn't find shit. <laughs> I was like, you know, that's always happening in those kinds of movies. But yeah, I like this one. I think this one deserves like a nine for me. Ooh, shit. I give it an eight. Yeah, probably an eight or nine. I'm going to yeah. agree with Justine, eight. I, yeah, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give it like an 8.5. For, for Zombie Island? Yeah. Zombie Island totally gets an eight for me. Eight's yeah. all around. Yeah, it's good. Yeah. Also, yeah. I, I do have to mention, while the writing and sound are made by Americans, all the animation is made by Japanese studios and yeah. Japanese people. Yeah, I wonder it looks so good. There was, uh, they were consistent about that, too, for a long time until the, like, the most recent uh, like reboots of it, mm-hmm. which have completely different styles, and it kind of throws me off. <laughs> you, could see, you could see Thundercats inside these Catwomen. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's fucking real. Oh, my God. So the same fucking animators who do mean, that? Some of it reminds me of, like, those batman cartoons and stuff from that era also yeah yeah but which is the next one the witch's mystery right no i love that you guys i love that you guys keep getting it wrong it's so funny uh the witch's host the witch's toast a witch's snow (laughs) (laughs) also we hadn't mentioned it yet but the director is jim strenstrom (laughs) and that is the guy who did the first four films of the animated guy including the one we're about to talk about yeah, so uh, Witch's Ghost featuring Tim Curry. Featuring Tim yeah! Curry. And for we some reason, Billy Ray Cyrus did the intro song. Which is great. Wait, was there an intro song? Yeah, there's an intro song. They did the Scooby-Doo song, but yeah. it, Billy Ray Cyrus They did like what? an alternate of it. <laughs> it was like a country version. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, Maybe yeah. that's why we didn't notice. <laughs> we don't hear country. Yeah. Someone tried to play country at the party. Uh, never mind. <laughs> I was like, I just pulled out the finger guns. Who played this shit? <laughs> it's like, I think we immediately have to talk about the Hex Girls. Oh, yeah. Because they're like Our favorite the most iconic. Yeah. Like, literally, this has to be the reason why so many younger people were like, I need to be exactly like them. Goth people. <laughs> uh, I well, this was also in the 90s when those 90s, subcultures yeah. are really starting exactly. to gain popularity. I have a strong feeling that they were like, this is a subculture that will appeal to our audience. We have to include them. Mm-hmm. And then made custom music for them, too. Like, yeah. like three songs, I think. Two or three songs for them? I think three because you've got the one when they first meet them. Yeah. And you got the other one. They do it like the end. And yeah. And you have the credits. Yeah. And they're good. Yeah, <laughs> I like yeah, these songs a lot. Songs. Songs. <laughs> they're catchy. What's What's interesting is that both of these movies have pretty low ratings. Like they like all around were kind of low rated by like critics, but they're all adults. Like yeah. criticizing the cartoons and like all of the kids loved it. It was obviously popular enough. For them I, to keep making They would more. rerun this shit on yeah. Cartoon Network for sure. And we've all seen these like multiple times. But the thing the thing that surprises me is that, the, I mean, what are they rated at? Like seven or six? Oh, uh, they're like 40, 50% for like Rotten Tomatoes. But like that's okay, just like you know looking what? back. That's pretty good considering they're straight to DVD. Also, yeah. that's true. Because like straight to DVD is usually like 20 to 10%. Yeah, you're right. I'm looking at you, Lost City of Atlantis. <laughs> oh, what a trash oh, ass! Oh, the fucking production quality drop is insane. Uh, <laughs> oh, do you see that fucking second movie? I, I was wanna, like, oh my god. I don't want to talk about. It. <laughs> <laughs> That's fucking great. Um, I did also appreciate that the Hex Girls um talked a little bit about the uh about Wiccan, and like their sort well, of. Well, that was sort of the running theme throughout right. this movie because you know you have the witch's ghost obviously, and yeah. then you have Tim Curry's character, <laughs> who's like this pretentious writer. What was his name again? God, I, I forget his name. Ravencroft. Ravencroft. What was his first name? Who fuck if I know? <laughs> it's like, I don't fucking know. Ravencroft Curry. I don't know. All I knew was Velma wanted to fuck. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Honestly? No, definitely. But he's 
basically the premise is he's trying to clear his family name by convincing everyone that his right. ancestors weren't evil witches. But it turns out they actually were evil okay. witches. Okay, yeah. That was the biggest plot twist ever. No, I literally looked, I, I, like, they're like, we need to find this book. We're about to find this book. And I looked at Mitch, and I was like, how funny would it be if she wasn't a holistic healer, but like a ghost or yeah. like a witch? Yes. Yeah. Whoa. <laughs> exactly what happens. So in this movie, they also explain Wiccans who are, uh, they practice nature-based religions and focus on healing, love and light, all that good stuff. What he's trying to convince everyone that his ancestor actually was. Right. But you have Thorne who, I, it's kind of weird is that they do the whole like bloodline thing. blood. Yeah, she has Wiccan blood. 116. Which, Which I didn't like, even, was that a thing? That's no, not fuck a thing. No. Okay, I thought that was like that. Did they just make this up no, for the movie? Wiccans are not a, uh, a <laughs> yeah. they're not a Wiccans ethnicity. Wiccans are a culture. Yeah, they're the not fuck? a culture. They're, well, it is a culture. It's not an ethnicity though. Yeah, you it can't like, you can't get a bloodline going right it's kind of just like a handed down thing yeah <laughs> i have buddhist blood in me yeah it's right like that. You know? yeah i got got <laughs> um we must remember that the hex girls are eco goths also also yeah they're eco goths <laughs> very Which conscious is about like it super comparable to the idea of wiccanism because wiccanism yeah. nature-based they basically worship religion and or, uh, nature sorry. right aren't the aren't they themselves practicing witches in the film no but they are they're like faking it kind of well like the only for... one who's not fake faking it is thor and she actually does practice right but they also like will join in for some of her herbal sessions what they were doing before <laughs> when they were talking about her the ritual sessions. they had to do before their performance yeah they even talk about they it burned like peppermint and cloves so they can soothe their vocal cords nice gotta try that uh, it seems to me that they kind of they did a little bit of research for the movie to make it like just believable enough for you to not really question it too much and be like, all right, yeah, that, that makes sense. They even, <laughs> they even compare it to go. like Salem slightly. Also, yeah. But I do know that this was kind of a, a two for one, though, because there is a plot with the bear and everyone else who are trying to like basically get more tourists into the area yeah so this is where we get how the movies incorporated the old ideas of scooby-doo of people in masks yeah with the new ideas of actual supernatural right. beings. so you have these townspeople really small town doesn't get a whole lot of traffic and they're trying to make a little more money so what do you do you get a nice tourist attraction which happens to be supernatural the ghost supernatural supernatural yeah, and then yeah. then immediately like you get your shirt yet, dude? <laughs> yeah, get your witches merch. Yeah, fuck. Uh, so something interesting about these two movies is when Zombie Island came out, uh, like you guys had already mentioned, this was pretty dark stuff. It was it was actually like way scarier than what they had created, and the studio Warner Bros. who had like allowed it to be made thought it was just going to be a one-off that kids wouldn't like it as much, and so they gave them a lot of creative freedom, which was not given to them for the second film. For the, for the witches curse so they they asked them to like scale it down essentially so that's why it's like not quite as scary as some of the other ones and also they brought in new writers so the the executives were like here you have to use these writers and they're like what the fuck like our first team made that first movie what's the problem and kind of like forced some of the writers out so Aww. that's why you have a difference in like the dialogue and everything that you see there it's a little more like serious and toned down for the witches curse because they didn't want to give them full creative freedom it's a little bit more uh formulaic yeah the exactly old, the old days and that's because the studio execs had a say in it and they loved their formulas for movies <laughs> so, damn it. So, so they had a hand in changing out how the story like that was out. the thing too there there's a loss of like badassness from daphne <laughs> yeah exactly at one point she literally says fred why do you always 
pull me aside when we split up. Yo. And, <laughs> and he was just like, um, uh. It was great. Also, Fred wants to fuck uh, Thorn. I could tell in his oh, eyes. Oh, totally. He's, he's like down for the goth chicks. It's so great. <laughs> they would kill him. Oh, Fred. Oh. <laughs> Yo. <laughs> also, the original script had a, a different ending. The, the ending was going to say that the town was uh created the witch to exploit people for like money. No, no, no. But they were like, nah, that's a lame ending. And so they're like, actually, the witch is real. And that was the, that's the ending they went with. <laughs> she has I mean, some crazy ass powers. I mean, that's that's good because it right. like just like what Zombie Island did. It yeah, it's makes real. The, it makes it <laughs> makes it a real, a real thing. I mean, now you have the Tim Curry warlocks throwing <laughs> yeah. spells at everyone. That's kind of gnarly. I thought it was gnarly that he got sucked up into the book at the end. Yeah, and what then the fuck? burned the book. Yeah, what the holy fuck? shit? <laughs> Oof. Yeah, I mean the chick. All or sorry, the witch. The chick. <laughs> the, the chick. chick. <laughs> the witch is like, she talks old timey, and I think my, fun, my the funniest exchange is when he's like, "I brought you into this new modern world." She just sees like the entire set from like the the history area. Yeah, and she's like, I see nothing new here. Oh, <laughs> uh, they had a lot of funny moments in these, and I think one of the it's like that was intended on purpose, like they did in the show with with Scooby and Shaggy being like the comic relief, and they're also like super scared of everything. <laughs> I, I have a question for you. Yes. Yeah. What's in the Scooby snacks? What's in the Scooby snacks? What's Didn't in they the explain Scooby it snacks? at some point in the in the. A TV show? It's, it's called THC, John. That's what's in the Scooby Snacks. <laughs> I was about to say, Scooby Snacks yeah. are edibles. I mean, it was made in the 60s, late 60s, so this is obviously a joke about stoners and always eating. Yeah. And all of the rest of them are like, these. this is your commune that's all moving together, and they live out of the fucking van or wherever they end up. So, like, that was definitely the theme they were going for. I mean, look at the van colors. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's literally like a psychedelic yeah. painted van. And they're, even their original outfits... Like, fucking Fred had an ascot. Like, what the fuck? And Oof. then Daphne's sporting this very, like, 60s mod fashion. Yeah, her, her outfit was kind of dope, though. Yeah. <laughs> so there is also a drink called the Scooby Snack I just looked cocktail. that up because oh, I was trying to what? see if they had an I, actual recipe. I've actually had it before. What? It is a green drink. It's made with coconut rum, <laughs> creme de banana. <laughs> Melon liqueur, nice. pineapple juice, and whipped cream. This shit sounds pretty good. Mm. Yeah. It looks weird, but it looks... Oh, yeah, no, it's this weird like, green It's this weird it's, green uh, drink. It looks that, like... Oh, dude, that's dope. It looks like that shamrock shake from McDonald's. That's what it looks that like. That shit's dang. It's, it's pretty <laughs> delicious, to be honest. It's a very delicious drink. You will not know that there is alcohol in that. That's funny. Um, I distinctly remember an episode where... Maybe it was in the later reboots they talk about how the scooby snacks are made and like they get to go uh i think to one of the places where they make them interesting they get to visit there because velma takes shaggy and scooby over and then you get to figure it out but i mean for 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 both of the films i think even though they were a bit predictable if you knew what scooby-doo was you enjoyed it because like this is what you signed up for <laughs> for them to figure out who the villain was and in these cases they were actually real so it's a twist on what you usually expected like we mentioned earlier I haven't seen a Scooby Doo property in a long time. Yeah, it's been, it's been a long time. I mean, I, I think the, the last TV time show. I saw these movies when, was when I was watching it on air on on TV. Same on your CRTV. That was <laughs> CRTV. Really though, though, that was definitely the last time I saw. Because I, I distinct like watching them. I'm yeah. I'm like okay, so I've seen both of these before. Yeah, oh, definitely easily. But it's been so long since I've watched anything Scooby Doo related. 
it might have been one of the live action movies was the last Scooby Doo right. thing that I watched, and that's yeah years and years ago. Thank you, James Gunn. We, <laughs> we all knew Velma was hot. But oh my god, it. I he, that became like an instant cult classic because of the way he handled that film. Because he's obviously a good filmmaker, but people hated that movie. Because they're like, it's too predictable. And he's like, it's Scooby-Doo. <laughs> Who do you want from me? Like, they, we, we've we seen the TV series already. Also, we got our boy Matthew Lillard yeah. as Shaggy. Who is the perfect casting, like, yeah. ever in any role. <laughs> and it's sad because they didn't include him for one of the newer things. I, I also just the – I think that these, lo- these current animated movies that we're talking about, these 90s ones, yeah. also tried to make Velma hotter. <laughs> I, I, she lost the bagginess of the, she of the whole thing. That is real. And they're, they're all like, they're like, now she's like form fitted. There's also like, a scene where she's like floating and she has to like, and, like and bring her skirt down. And she's trying to get on Tim Curry's dick. Also. Yeah. That's totally happening. <laughs> yeah, that's happening. I mean, if we're being honest, he was chopping back. So yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. She was yeah. interested in another intellectual. Is yeah, what, exactly. What yeah, that's what yeah. It was. But he was yeah. just really. But he was to kind of a hack. <laughs> yeah, exactly. He wanted Total to exploit hack. her for her intelligence and yeah, use her to real. find his book. I mean, this is just how it is with finding love, isn't it? Most, I mean, not as weird as Scooby and Shaggy so... marrying aliens in the later films. Oh yeah, <laughs> but we'll get to those that. That makes sense. Though. <laughs> you know, we'll get to this. There was wild shit going on for some of these, but I liked them. As far as like uh, like what kind of relevance they have to like popular media in general. Everybody knows who they are. You can ask any random person in the United States they know who Scooby-Doo is because they made so much merchandise at some point. They had so many reruns of the TV series, reboots. You know who they are. And they had these characters because they wanted people to identify with them. So, like, you have to at least identify with one character on Scooby-Doo, and that usually is why you kept watching because you're like, oh, you saw yourself in these people. And so that was why I think it was so popular. You had, like, people who were scared, like Shaggy and scooby which is hilarious because it's. I feel like I associate with those characters the most. I'm terrified of all of the horror <laughs> things, and so I would be. The, I'd be those people in the scenarios, and then <sighs> just freaking out the whole time. Just, now I now I just have a a wild guess, but maybe Shaggy and Scooby eat so much because it's stress. Yeah, they're nervous. <laughs> they're just stress eating. It's nervous eating. Oh, <laughs> it's a combination no. of stress and munchies. And yeah, and yeah. being high as fuck all the time, you know. Like, like Zoink Scoob. <laughs> I'm going to eat a fucking pizza. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, maybe that's why they smoke so much cuz they're just such anxious people, yeah. but I feel like the weed <laughs> might make them even more oh anxious. God. And they're even more hungry. They're it's like an there. eternal cycle of food always and anxiety. Do it. <laughs> you doing all right, bitch? Like, hello. <laughs> oh, yeah. Like, zoinks, dude. They also <laughs> created a huge amount of tropes that you can see in other media. Like, when they would have people chasing them or they would be chasing someone and they'd go in and out of multiple doors. Yeah. You've seen that in, like, so many different it's, it's popular media spoofed. things. Yeah, they've spoofed it so many times. Or the splitting up thing. Like, that was probably originally attributed to this cartoon where they're like, hey, you know what we should do? We should split up. And, like, that happened all the time in different horror films where they're trying to do something like this. And then also they, they do that fucking fake-out ending and, yeah. and, like, some other stuff. They're like, you meddling kids. I love I've that. I've seen that in so many movies. They got taglines. Like, they, they said certain phrases. Like, you just said one yeah. where Velma has her catchphrase and so does Shaggy. Yeah. My glasses. <laughs> I can't see without my glasses. Oh. She, that was a th- running joke that she constantly lost her glasses. 
and then would not see the monsters around her because she was trying to find her glasses. <laughs> she would actually like knock them over, like put them in a weird device. Yeah. She's like, oh, there they are. Oh, look, the fucking monster. <laughs> you also mentioned earlier how it was kind of like a comfort thing that you could put on in the background. And the reason why is because they kept using these formulas over and over again. You knew how the episode was going to play out. And it's why people watch certain movies. They know how the movie's going to go and it's comforting. And so in this way, you can play these anytime. <laughs> like at the end of the day, I know they're not going to die. Also. I know that they're going to be back in the mystery van going to the next place. Yep. I know He-Man isn't going to die. He's going <laughs> to fucking you know, fuck up Skeletor. <laughs> but I just want to, I mean, I want to see what happens. I guess this is an ode to formulas in the cartoon industry. Yeah. Also, they they created kind of the basis for what other cartoons would do afterward. Like there's some like cornerstone cartoon which this one is included along with you know the jetsons the flintstones and like these are going to be the the main cartoons that other ones would create off of and it's because they created that standard like in this case they're sort of their own family they do introduce their family members later but they sort of built these cartoons around families yeah and i i would say that they gave it longevity because yeah. my parents introduced me to like Scooby-Doo nice. and the Jetsons and stuff like that. Because yeah. that was the cartoons that they had right. at that time. So it's kind of like if I were to have children, <laughs> what and then I would be like, here's Hey Arnold. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah. You know, but uh, I don't yeah. think that Hey Arnold has as big of a like cultural like withstanding probably that, not that scooby-doo does so it would be a lot different but. uh kind of now thinking about it i think the one that is the most common now that most people would feel is like has a cultural influence would be like adventure time yeah or, adventure time or, is the now or like um SpongeBob. yeah specifically like within SpongeBob. the last spongebob is another one um god what's what is it um steven universe is another one where, like, tons of people have seen it. I feel it. like Impossible, Also, too. yeah, going back a little bit, Kim Possible is one of them. I just watch the show all the time. Wait, does anyone remember what the Mexican food place? Bueno Nacho. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I also enjoyed the one episode where her friend behind the computer finally shows up. That's so funny. And you're like, oh, shit. <laughs> I've come here. You're just on a screen. No. And then you see his, like, his wide leg with, like, giant white socks. You're yeah. like, the nerd came out, dude. That was great. <laughs> Wait, wasn't that in one of the movies? I think so, yeah. I think he was one of the yeah. the, the guy the in the chair finally gets out of the yeah. chair. <laughs> what was his name? Wade? Yeah, yeah Wade. Wade. Yeah. <laughs> so I was like, that's cool. All right. What do you guys rate the the witch's ghost? Um, uh, I feel like it's not quite as good as the first one. So I'm going to give, like, a seven. I give I'm it an eight. I'm also giving it a seven. I only liked it as much because of the hex girls. <laughs> I'm not going to lie. <laughs> it, that was definitely one of the uh, the high points of it, but also it just, I don't know. It wasn't as captivating as yeah. the other one was. I'm going to give this a seven. I like, wow. I like the giant Turkey though. <laughs> the giant oh, turkey. How could we not mention I know, the giant we didn't This movie became like a Thanksgiving yeah, they, like, they started showing it like around Scooby-Doo Thanksgiving movie. time, too, which is interesting. Also, the Evil Dead reference was cool. Oh, that's where, true. Where they had the tree wrapping yeah. up Daphne. I was like, don't do it. Oh, don't no. do it. It's like, uh, yeah, you could just look that up on your own. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Walk us. Oh, wait, I got to walk us out. God damn it. It's been a while. We've been away for a little bit working yes. on new content for you. Are we? Yes, we absolutely <laughs> are. We've been working on way, way too much content. Too much content. I can't oh handle gosh. all this content. It's pouring out of my pockets. <laughs> my pockets. <laughs> <laughs> 
Here, let me pick up some of this content for yeah, my pick, coat pocket. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, all right. Grab my hat and my mittens. Thank you for listening to Bringing Down the Grindhouse, a podcast where we discuss horror in media. And if you would like to support us, check out our Patreon, where for $2 a month, you can support us. Also, get a, give us a recommendation for horror media to review. Also, if you would not like to do that, you could also check out our merch website, which is on our link tree, in our bio, on all social media platforms. It is our Teespring, where we have hats, shirts, and cups. Cups of all kinds. Teacups. Glasses. Glasses. For beer. Wine glasses. Wine glasses. Maybe. In the future. In the future. Wine moms love bringing out the house. Yeah. <laughs> Give us to your wine mom today. Also, <laughs> check us out on our socials. We have the Instagrams, the Twitters, and the Facebooks. Please let us know anything, really. Come talk to us. Also, it is spooky month. Fuck yeah. Yes, we're officially into like probably the best month for our podcast. <laughs> uh, yeah. Um, nice program. As yes. Well, right? Go get twenty yeah. percent off. Use our code VTGH at checkout and you'll get twenty percent off and give us a cute little something something while you're at it. Tonight'sprogram.com. Check out their merch. Got a lot of cool shirts, jackets. It's that season. It's that season. Yeah, get it's finally getting wear. culture spoopy stuff. Gotta be long. Always coming up be on a fucking quick. square. Get gotta be long wear. sleeve season, everyone. I'm back in business. That's a slogan. Yeah, isn't it? It is. Yeah. I'm start using that. I just came up with that. Say it again. Oh yeah, I forgot it. <laughs> don't, don't be a square. Oh, yeah. Get your spoopy gear. Spoopy wear. Spoopy wear. There we go. It rhymes God damn. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what I said didn't rhyme. <laughs> don't be a square. Get your spoopy. Oh no. Spoopy. Spoopy wear. <laughs> <laughs> just breaks out in the song. Fucking do the outro, bitch. Yeah, I'm Mitch. I'm Murder. I'm just seeing. I'm Jonathan. Thank you. Good night. Good day. It's the middle of the day. Just need to stop. Fuck.